We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TPFL. It's Thursday. It's February 2nd. It is 2023. We have a seven-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Football season kind of wrapping up, and here we go. We got a nice little seven-gamer on Thursday. We're not used to these like really good like Thursday slates, but after Wednesday's slate, I can't wait. Um, I... I need to move past Wednesday. I need to move past Sangoon, and I need to move past Keegan Murray. And um, man, I I was wrong yesterday. I had some stuff wrong yesterday. Listen, I'm never afraid to admit when I was wrong. The one thing that I will say before we get moving on about like Keegan Murray, because he was someone that I talked about on the podcast a lot, talked about in the expert survey, someone that was very high on just in general, um, was. I'm not terribly mad. He got up six three-pointers. He shot eight times. He was 0 for 8 and 0 for 6. Like, he just had a really bad night shooting. Like, the shots were there. And that's what I want. I want the shots. But, oh, man, I, with some injuries and some of the stuff that's happened tonight, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. Got a nice seven-game slate. We're joined today by TJ. What's happening, TJ? Doing pretty well. Happy to be on with you. I was telling you a little bit pre-show, you know, I'm playing more DraftKings lately just so I, for the sole purpose of being a better content creator for the morning grind. You know, I've usually been a FanDuel guy my whole life, but this has nothing to do with me not having contest restrictions over on DraftKings since I've barely played there before. And it's all so I can provide expert analysis for the morning grind. Yeah, I mean... Someone in someone on YouTube chat just said like they're like Tilt City and like I'm not even tilted like uh like I I lost tonight I'm not worried about it I move on to the next slate I mean there, there's nothing to there's nothing to tilt about like they just didn't have good games you move on what do you you know what I I would have gotten tilted last night like Charlotte up by six with like less than a minute to go and almost lost the spread like that would have tilted me that would have tilted me that would have been frustrating but. Listen, I'm glad that I've I've talked you into the dark side. Um, it's not on purpose. It's just what's usually up every day consistently. So that's what I started using. So, yeah, listen, I 
I love DraftKings. I love FanDuel. I love Sleeper, Prize Picks, everyone. Um, I love what they do for the industry. So uh, listen, you, you're playing it because you're having fun, and that's all that matters. Um, you have something fresh. You've been playing FanDuel for a long time. You just have something fresh, and um, that's fun, right? Like, it's just fun. Like, if you get stuck in a rut, do something else. Um, and, I mean, fantasy props have been fun for me for the last, like, six to eight months. They've been a ton of fun. Um, nothing beats taking down, like, a 100K GPP, but, like, these fantasy props are just – they're like, when you hit a 10X night, you're like, yeah, man, that was fun. Um, when you have one for five or one for three – <laughs> you just move on to the next day because uh, that's what I'm doing today. But listen, I appreciate everyone hanging out in YouTube. I appreciate TJ being on the show today. Um, seven Gamer. Seven Gamer. Interesting slate. We're going to jump right in. We get started here. Lakers Pacers, 240 and a half total in this game. Lakers a one-point favorite on the road here. Um, Davis is probable. LeBron's questionable. Reeves is out. Patrick Beverly is probable. On the Pacers side of things, um, Halliburton remains out or questionable. He's upgraded to questionable. I forgot that was the thing. I thought I'd read that he was not going to play, and then he got upgraded to questionable. Um, but everything is pointing towards Halliburton playing um, from what I was reading from Rick Carlisle. Carlisle. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Lakers first? I think Anthony Davis and LeBron James both are very good tournament plays um, and nobody else on the team. I have any interest in playing. Yeah. Maybe I mean, unless, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Unless someone sits, like if someone's, if LeBron or Davis sits, that kind of opens things up. Um, Hatchamore is piquing my interest more and more. I, I really feel like they traded for him because they really want him in the rotation and, He's getting solid minutes. He was one rebound away from a double-double the other night. He's 5,100, seven-game slate. We'll see what type of value opens up today. Um, but, I mean, the Pacers play kind of big, so I, I see a road for Hachimura kind of being the four and Davis kind of being the five and LeBron just kind of getting to play the wing. And I think that that's what they got Hachimura for. So I'll be playing him a lot over the next week or so until they increase his price or until he just – until he tilts me, since that's the theme of the morning grind today. Um, Pacers side of this game, Halliburton changes everything. He changes everything. Um, the assist rates go way down with Halliburton on the floor. TJ McConnell, 6,800 with Halliburton potentially playing is just too expensive. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Pacers? I think you can have Miles Turner in your pool, but like other than that, with Halliburton back, everybody's priced for Halliburton to be out. So like it's basically just the X button on this whole team for me. Um, if I was running 150, maybe you can include Andrew Nemard in your pool just because he's $3,900. Um, but like other than that, I don't think you can play anybody on this team. My question is, do we, do we roll the dice on Halliburton? Do we think that he plays his normal 34-ish minutes at 8,800 against the league's worst defense against point guards? I mean, this has been a common theme of the podcast. Do we take that shot on Halliburton unless, like they say, he's going to be limited? Um, the coach came out and said, like, he's not sure if he'd be able to handle for work, full workload. So to me, not sure means he's going to play 35 minutes. 
I'm kind of scared too. Like it's a type of situation where if I'm doing a single entry, three entry max, I don't think I'm going to be getting there. But if we don't hear that he specifically will be restricted and then he's coming in like five or less percent owned, then yeah, I'll try and I'll try and double the field in that in GPPs. I don't think that'd be the case on a seven game slate. I think we'll get some ownership. Um, but this is the standalone like seven o'clock game as well. So I don't love like going overweight on the standalone seven o'clock games. Memphis at Cleveland, second half of the back to back for Memphis. Two twenty six total. Cavs a five point favorite on most books here. Um, I mean, injury wise, Cleveland's good. Memphis side, I, I don't expect Adams to play. I didn't see anything come out of the Memphis game uh, from Wednesday night. Two of the best defenses in the NBA. Um, you know, Memphis is second, Cleveland's first in defensive rating this season. Both of these teams are fantastic. What are we doing with Memphis in this spot? So I'm going to go ahead and assume that Desmond Bain is going to sit on the second half of a back-to-back after playing uh, 34 minutes. He's been struggling with that knee injury being out. But, I mean, if he's in, then uh, then never mind. But uh, if he's out, like I think he will, then I'm going to have more interesting guys like a, like a Dylan Brooks maybe. John Morant looks even better. Um but as it stands right now, the only thing place that I think I'd have a lot of interest would be if Xavier Tillman happens to be in the starting lineup again. He played 25 minutes, put up 25 fantasy points. He's a fine value. I think he's okay. Um, and then if uh, Brandon Clark is back in the starting lineup, then I think he's a great play again. Yeah. Um, I want to see who's starting for sure. I think that this could be a spot where they sit Desmond Bain if they sit Desmond Bain because he's been banged up with the knee. And if they sit him in this spot, you know, it could potentially open up a few, a few extra minutes for um, Brooks and maybe even Danny Green. Danny Green just came back, and I don't know if he'll play the second end of a back to back either. And the other thing that does Conley play. Um, Back to back. Who? I was thinking of. Mer- Never mind. Don't mind me. I was thinking of <laughs> something else. Um, dude, I'm. Why did I think? Never mind. Never mind. Mike Conley on. and Zach Randolph on the second half of a back to back for Memphis. <laughs> Whoa, Zach Randolph. That would bring you back. Oh gosh, man. Anyway, Cleveland side of this game. <laughs> I got distracted. I was looking at scores on my phone. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to get tweets about that tomorrow. Cleveland side of this game. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Cavs? I think uh, Donovan Mitchell is just too cheap. 8100 for him. Uh, he played 37 minutes last game uh, when he was back here. So, I think Donovan Mitchell would be the place I would want to go to the most. A $7,800 Garland I think is like okay-ish, but I don't think I want to get there. I really only play him when Donovan Mitchell is out. So Mitchell is the person I'm most interested in. I think Jared Allen is all right. I think Evan Mobley is all right, but I typically just like playing them when somebody in that starting lineup is out. And I think you can uh, look at somebody like Ricky Rubio for value if you really need it. 
You sure you don't want Mike Conley? Um, I don't think you'll need Rubio today. There's already a few guys that I think are going to be cheaper plays, and I, I think that we'll get a couple guys ruled out throughout the day. But, um, yeah, I mean, with Mitchell back, gosh, Mitchell's price is super intriguing. Garland's price is super intriguing, too. I don't know. I don't think I would play both of them together, obviously, but I, I could definitely see like if I was running like a 20 inch max, making a group of like zero to one and getting a little exposure to both of them. Um, that's where you beat Memphis. You beat Memphis with point guards. All right. Miami at New York. This game has a two thirteen total. The heat one and a half point favorites. On the Miami side, Oladipo is doubtful, sprained ankle. Duncan Robinson is out. Vincent is questionable. You're at sevens out. On the Knicks side, Mitchell Robinson remains out. Let's go Miami first. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Heat? Like, I mean, Bam Adebayo and, Jamie, and Jimmy Butler are just too cheap, especially Jimmy Butler, $7,400. Like, he's putting up 40 pieces, and then he puts up 39, and then his price just keeps going down. So Jimmy Butler is going to be my favorite play just because he's, like, ridiculously too cheap. It's just an egregious misprice. Um, and then Bam Adebayo is too cheap as well. Not quite to the same level, but he still is. And so – um I'm very interested in Butler. I'm a little bit interested in Bam. And then if I'm running line, a lot of lineups, I think I would keep uh, Tyler Harrow in the pool. I honestly just don't really think I need to play Kyle Lowry, even though he's sub 5K, like as cheap as he is. I don't think I need to get there. Um, but I mean, with Victor Oladipo out, maybe I'm okay with taking some shots on Lowry and uh, Caleb Martin, whose price has gone up a little bit here, but the the, ma- the main place I have interest is going to be Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Butler's price. I know, like he's been in and out of the lineup recently, dealing with like, like small injuries. I, I, I don't say small injuries. I, I know it was like a quad. Um, his price is way too cheap. He like this. This is like a price we were paying ninety five, ninety seven hundred for him, you know, a month ago. So, um, I, I like the price on Butler a lot. Um, Caleb Martin did it for me the other night against Cleveland. Had a really solid game. Um, I don't know if I expect that again. His price went up seven hundred bucks. I might just like take that win and move on. That's what but, I'm feeling too. Like set. I I, I had him that night too. Played 34 minutes, seven for eight from th- uh, from the field, four for five from the three. Like that's not going to happen again. It's just with Oladipo already doubtful, and if Vincent's out as well, he's probably going to pick up a ton of minutes. Yeah, maybe I think maybe you could roll him back here. Like I forgot about Oladipo being doubtful, and like Lowry's minutes have kind of been like shaved way down too uh, recently. So maybe maybe you do go back to Caleb Martin. Maybe he isn't like a crazy idea. Um, he's just, he shot so efficiently the other night. He was 87% from the field or something like that. So that's tough. Um, I, he's going to project for 21 points at four or five. Like he's fine. Nothing special, but he's all right. On the Knicks side of this game. Hey, Jalen Brunson did his thing the other night. Point guards against the Lakers. Just keep doing it. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Knicks? 
with Brunson's price having gone up, Julius Randle's price still going up, I think they're still in play, but I don't really feel that big of a need to get there. RJ Barrett at 6,300, I think is fine. But again, I'm just not super, super fond of in this matchup against Miami. I think the player I'm most likely to get to is going to be a $5,400 Isaiah Quickly or uh, Jericho Sims at $4,200. Yeah, I mean, Brunson, I, uh, his price is too I high. I mean, or Hartenstein. Me. Like, Hartenstein, Sims, like, you can mix and match them in tournaments, but, like, Quickly's the main guy that I think I'd want to go to. Yeah, Sims got in foul trouble the other night, and Hartenstein, like, continues to, like, try to impress – I think another one of those situations you go zero one group, but I think I lean Hartstein over him right now. Um, seven game slate Grimes is going to play, you know, a bunch of minutes said that the other night against the Lakers. Um, he had a solid game for his price. His price has gone up a little bit and, and like the matchup's not great. So I don't think this is the spot I play him. Um, the Knicks are tough for me. I think like it might just be taking a shot on one of these uh, cheap centers and moving on type of type of deal. Charlotte at Chicago taking on the Bulls, 236.5 total here. Bulls, 6.5 point favorites. On the Charlotte side, Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre, both out on the Bulls side. Um, Ball, Green, out. Um, we'll go Charlotte first. What do you like here for the Hornets? So LaMelo Ball just put up 72 points against Milwaukee while shooting under 40% from the field. He was 10 for 26. Um, he just remembered who he is uh, as a fantasy player. And so I definitely think we can still play LaMelo Ball in some tournaments here. Terry Rozier at $7,300, I think is too cheap. I like him for tournaments. Mason Plumley is in play. PJ Washington's getting a little bit too expensive for me. Gordon Hayward. Um, I don't know how high his ceiling is, but at $5,300, I think he's still in play as well. And then you can always take shots on Mark Williams in tournaments if you really need the value. But for me, it's really going to be a ball and rosier day with some sprinkles of Plumlee and Hayward. Yeah, I mean, LaMelo, someone, I, was, I stacked that Milwaukee-Charlotte game every which way the other night. Um, LaMelo had a, a fantastic game. He has the ceiling for sure to pay off this price tag. I don't know if I get to him today. Man, I don't love Charlotte. I want to like Charlotte in this game, but I just, I'm struggling where to, where to get like my, my Charlotte exposure. And I mean, if I, th I think it's LaMelo, if I'm playing anybody, Chicago does allow a lot of fantasy points to point guards. So, you know, where they struggle against like ones and fours, like they struggle against fours a lot too. Um, so maybe this is a PJ Washington game. The other night I like took a huge stand on Gordon Hayward. Maybe it's the opposite tonight and I take a shot on PJ Washington, but I don't love his price. I wish he was a little bit cheaper than 6,100, but I do think this is a good matchup for PJ Washington. Uh, bull side of this game, I mean, Vooch, if they give him the ball and let him do his thing, he'll go bonkers in this game. It's just, he, gosh, he needs like that 25-15 game, and he has that ceiling. Um, Charlotte's just so bad against bigs that it's it's hard not to have some interest in Vuce here. Yeah, Vucevic, he's been playing such heavy minutes lately, so I got quite a bit of interest in him. DeMar DeRozan, I think, is fine. 
Uh, Zach Levine, I think, is okay, but uh, is obviously a better play on FanDuel where he's a little bit cheaper. Those three guys, I don't think I'd want to play two of them together, but I think all three of them are in play. Um, the Chicago guards are kind of the same just meh value that we talked about throughout the slates. Like the if you want to take shots on the Caleb Martins and the Mark Williamses and people like that, like I kind of would put uh, these guys in that boat as well. Um, like it's one of the big three if I land on them, but otherwise that's really going to be it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a spot I go to Patrick Williams or anybody else. I, I really think that if I'm playing someone from the Bulls here, it's probably Vooch. I like this. I like this matchup a lot for him. I'm with you. All right, New Orleans at what's that? I, I'm I'm with you there. That's my favorite play too. Pelicans Mavs two twenty five and a half total. Mavericks a four and a half point favorite in this one. Um, Wood and Cleaver remain out, and then on the Pelicans, Zion remains out. Nothing really changing injury-wise for either side of this team right now. Uh, we'll go New Orleans first. What do you like here for the Pelicans? I never really like targeting players against Dallas. They're good defense. They play slow, but $7,600 is too cheap for CJ McCollum, who's playing almost 40 minutes a night. Um, $7,100 is too cheap for Brandon Ingram, who is back to playing 30 minutes a game, put up 37 fantasy points last game while shooting terribly. He's been shooting terribly since coming back, and he's still putting up some good fantasy point games, so I think he's interesting. Um, this game could go small, and Jonas Valanciunas could be run right off the court, and so he's got a super low floor, but at $5,700, that's also a, a price that he could 10x, and so if you're running 150, he's always in play. Herb Jones's price is getting up a little bit too high for me. Larry Nance and, and uh, Trey Murphy are fine in tournaments, but it's mostly McCollum or Ingram and then uh, some large field JV stuff for me. I don't mind the McCollum call. He's been a lot more active, like assist wise, um, you know, getting one of his running mates and Ingram back here recently. So Ingram being on the floor is definitely going to help someone like CJ McCollum open up some extra shots as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't mind McCollum at 7,600. Ingram at 71 is like borderline for me. I'd have to be running like a bunch of teams before I start like getting into um, Ingram. Larry Nance has been playing really well here recently. Don't hate it. Herb Jones has been another guy that's, you know, been playing really well here recently. Don't hate it. Don't love it. I don't love either one of those. Um, it would all be ownership kind of for, based for me on those guys. Um, on the Dallas side, I mean, Luca's the stud of the slate. There's no, there's no like sugarcoating it. Any slate that he's on, um, he's a top end play. It's really just deciding like, am I playing Luca or am I playing Jokic today? Um, I think those are the two like studs, and we're going to talk about Jokic in the next game. But I mean, Luca is always. On a seven-game slate, one of the top plays. Yeah, I'm with you there. All that kind of gross value that we talked about, It's that's why you're maybe playing it, is so you can get up to a Luka today, so you can get up to uh, um, an, a Jokic today. This is going to be a tough team for me to want to target too many players outside of him. I think Josh Green is still okay. I think Dwight Powell, is. They both those guys kind of fit that bucket of 
gross but usable value. Same with Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, but whenever Luke is in the lineup, none of these guys are that uh, strong of plays outside of him. Yeah, I mean, the pricing on Dallas is kind of weird. You know, like Hardaway is in that like 29 to 32 minute range most nights. He's kind of slowed down. Finney Smith at 4,700 is going to play like 35 plus minutes. I think he'd be the other guy that I'd take a shot on for Dallas if I'm, you know, going multiple guys here. I do want to note like Josh Green is getting really solid minutes and seems very involved in this rotation for Dallas right now. And at 3,900, there's not going to be many guys at 3,900 you're going to get 30-plus minutes from. So just throwing out Josh Green as well. Golden State at Denver taking on the Nuggets. 239.5 total. Nuggets a 9.5-point favorite in this game. Um, yeah. Like, are we just expecting Golden State to sit some people here? I mean, it, that's the only thing that makes sense with this line. It's a back-to-back, yeah. I think we're going to basically guarantee no Clay Thompson, no Andrew Wiggins. And with that being the case, going up against the first place Denver, I can see them maybe just deciding, yeah, Steph, take the day off too. Draymond, take the day off as well. And so um, assuming there's no Clay, assuming there's no Wiggins, then I think Steph Curry's a phenomenal play. I think Jordan Poole is a phenomenal play. Dante DiVincenzo is in play. Uh, Draymond Green would be a strong play as well. But then if they rule all these guys out, Jordan Poole will end up being one of the best plays on the slate. Same with DiVincenzo, Looney, Kaminga, maybe even can mix in some Anthony Lamb. Ty Jerome will be a borderline lock button at 3K if he's in the starting lineup. So this is going to be one of those games that I think we're going to be able to pull a lot of value from. Yeah. um, I mean, looking at Golden State, it's impossible night before to break them down. I don't think Clay plays. I'm with you 100%. I don't think Clay plays. All-star break right around the corner. There's no reason for them to push him. But, like, who else sits is what I want to know. Does Wiggins sit? Does Curry sit? Does Draymond sit? You're going to have to kind of when it comes to um, when it comes to Golden State today. Uh, it's impossible to break them down here, but guys I'll be watching is it like if, if Wiggins ends up sitting too, then we're going to like start talking about guys like Anthony lamb um, that it could get big Bennett's and be like in winning lineups. If these guys get ruled out. So pay attention to the golden state news um, for sure. <laughs> like, um that's so funny. Um, they they bounce. They're like they're out. Um, like yeah, he wanted your dogs, and then he said that, and they're like, we're out. We're not. We're not. Let, we're not going to that person. As soon as as soon as uh, they heard somebody, as soon as they heard gun was coming for them, they were like, no, nah, not a chance. I'm I'm out of here. I uh, I gotta go hide. Gotta get in the bed. Gotta go hide under the covers. Either that or my wife just got back home again. One of the two. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Denver. What are your thoughts here on the Nuggets? Yeah, Jokic is right up there with uh, with Luca for top play on the slate. Kind of how I'm looking at this is if all of the Golden State players are out, then I favor Luca. If all if Golden State ends up playing most of their players, then I think I might end up actually favor favoring uh, Jokic in this one. He's just been playing so so well lately. He is this entire offense. 
Aaron Gordon right now is questionable. If he pops out, that's going to open up a lot more value here. But I'd honestly rather be going, even if like kind of everybody's playing, I think I'd rather take shots on Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, even a guy like Bones Highland um, in large field tournaments if I'm running 150 max, um, as opposed to some of this kind of gross value that we've talked about a little bit earlier. And then that way, if I happen to get some more Golden State State out or we get some late news in this last game, something like that, I still have stuff to pivot with. But Bruce Brown is going to be kind of one of my favorites. contrarian tournament style uh, values today. Um, But like, this is kind of one of those spots that I'm just waiting is all the golden state players in. If they are, yeah, I want to run it back with some Jokic. I want to play some Murray. Um, I might play some MPJ. If all these guys are out, then I really want to take some shots on somebody like a bones Highland, assuming golden state's probably going to get blown out and bones might play 25 minutes. And if he does, he could put up 30 fantasy points. No, I ain't that call. Hate predicting blowouts, um, but yeah, I mean, if the, if if Clay and all these other guys sit, if it's just Clay, I think the game's competitive. You take some shots on Jokic for sure. Um, Jamal Murray maybe in that scenario too. If Clay sits, I think he's someone at seventy seven hundred who has some nice value at his price point still. Um, if all these guys for Golden State sits, Jokic first half props. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd do full game props, but first half props for Jokic would be something I'd be looking at. Um, we got the Clippers and the Bucks, two 30 and a half total here. Bucks, four and a half point favorite on the injury report. Marcus Morris is questionable. John Wall's out. Uh, Bobby Portis remains out. So let's talk Clippers first. What do you like here for Kurt? Assuming everybody's in, I'll play some Paul George. I'll play some uh, Kawhi Leonard. Ivica Zubats is interesting for tournaments. But other than that, I don't think I want to get anywhere. You can toss Reggie Jackson in that bucket as well of decent value plays. He played 27 minutes last game off the bench. Um, and so at $3,800, I do think Reggie Jackson is somewhat interesting in tournaments. But outside of him, it's mostly just going to be uh, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, maybe some Ivica Zubats in tournaments. Um, Gundacker in chat just mentioned that Curry just played 43 minutes in overtime. Um, Warriors went to overtime. So yeah, I could definitely see that being a thing where Golden State sits some guys, but. And pull like 39 for green, 40 for Thompson, 42 for Curry, 35 for Wiggins and only 31 for Jordan Poole. All these guys, except for Jordan Poole are sitting and it's going to be a big pool chalk night. As far as the Clippers go, I mean, Kawhi's just been playing um, fantastic recently, but I still think I like Paul George more. (laughs) I like the pain, I guess, um, of taking Paul George over Kawhi, but I definitely don't mind, you know, tournament shots on either one of these guys. I don't hate Zubak in this game at 5,300. On the Milwaukee side, I mean... Giannis is in the conversation with Luka and Jokic. If Golden State punts the game, I mean, I think I like Giannis over Jokic. Um, he is coming off of a kind of a bad game the other night. Like, I say bad game. He had a 34-18 game, and we said bad, we say bad game. Like, that's just the level that Giannis is on right now. Um, what are your thoughts here on Milwaukee? 
I feel like if I'm playing a ton of lineups today, I want to just get as much Giannis, Jokic, and uh, and Doncic as I can, and then just mix and match a bunch of these gross value pieces. Because with all three of these guys on the slate, I find it so hard to believe that just a regular mid tier, mid range lineup is going to win because we just have three players with a hundred point upside on the on the same slate at the same time. So with his price being below. 12k um i kind of think i rank Doncic last on this list i feel like i'd go maybe <sighs> but i mean with like with all these guys probably being out for golden state it makes me want to rank Doncic lower too so Giannis might end up being my favorite play of all the studs here just based on this game uh being close and him being a little bit of a uh salary sa- savings from Doncic. And so it'll really just depend on the rest of my lineup if I need a guard or I need a forward. But the three top studs are all fantastic. Drew Holiday at $8,300 is fine. Brooke Lopez is probably the guy after Giannis that I want to take the most shots on just because he shoots a lot of threes. He blocks a lot of shots. All he needs is one of those random five-block games for him to put up a huge night. So um, my priorities here, I think, would be Giannis 1, Brooke Lopez 2, maybe look for some value with a Grayson Allen third, but uh, the Allen, the Connaughton, the Ingles values, I think we're going to be able to do a little bit better. Yeah. The prices are just coming up. That's the problem with those guys right now is the prices are coming up. They've added like more guys into that rotation recently, um, hurting the minutes of these guys. So as much as I've been playing like Connington re- recently, like now, like over 5K now. I mean, we got him the other night at 4,500. Now he's 52. Like he's still capable of really solid games. It's just now the price is like if he gets 25 fantasy points now, it's not going to kill you and it's definitely not going to help you. So, like, and if he's moderately owned, I'll, I'll keep him in the pool. But if he's going to be stupidly 40% owned like he has been lately, then I'm just going to hit the X button. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Favorite play, under 5,000 to go 7X. Who's your cheap guy that you like today? How does it always catch me by surprise at how quick we get here? I don't know how it happens, but I'm never ready as soon as it starts. But (laughs) uh, I'm going to go with... There's just really not all that good of value on this slate. It's kind of an odd one. It's going to be a little bit off the board, but I'm going to go with Bruce Brown. All right. I'm going to go Caleb Martin. One more time, I'll roll the Caleb Martin train. Um, I think your Oladipo, like I came in like not wanting to play Caleb Martin, and your Oladipo like reminding me that he's doubtful. I'm going to play some Caleb Martin today. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Bust of the day today, I think, is going to be Julius Randall, 10K. I don't think he's paying off that price tag. Yeah. Can I say Curry? And if he gets zero because he doesn't play a win? Um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to go Jalen Brunson. We're both on the Knicks um, being overpriced today for sure. Favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? Favorite 6X play of the day. I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. All right. I'm going to go PJ Washington. It's just a weird feeling. I feel like this is going to be a really good game. 
for PJ Washington. He could have been my let's get rid of GPP play of the day, but that's how I roll. Um, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Sticking with the Denver value, getting weird for GPPs, and I'm rolling with Bones Highland, which I could also just see Jamal Murray getting ruled out for this one if after all the Golden <laughs> State players get ruling out and him just being massive chalk. But hey, if that's the case, then I'm going to be lock buttoning him anyway. I am going to go... I'm going to go Jonathan Kaminga. We'll see if he's chalk. He might be chalk by the time the slate locks, but right now I'm going to go with Kaminga. You could switch my 6X and let's get weird if he becomes chalk. There you go. I don't think PJ Washington's getting ownership today. All right, TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. That's about it. Happy February, everybody. Let's look looking forward to... Baseball season starting up, NBA here continuing with a little all-star break. We got the Super Bowl coming, so going to rest, going to relax, and then I'm excited to uh, hit it hard for baseball season here coming up. All right, that is going to wrap it up here for Thursday. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out, and we'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Good luck. We'll see you then.